All right, it's June 15th, and you're listening to Headliners, a weekly entertainment news podcast from Six Pack Cinema. Today we're talking about Brie, Lars- Brie Larson's hatred, specifically towards us, a week's worth of celebrity nonsense, and of course this week's movie releases. We are here without Jimmy this week because he's in Utah doing something, so just me and Dave to, you know, to talk about it. Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. I've seen three movies in my life. Bridge on the River Kwai, Patton, and Herbie Fully Loaded. You serious, Clark? I always tell it to Is that your thing? You come into a bar, you read some obscure passage, and then pretend you, you pawn it off as your own? Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? Did that go the way you thought it was going to go? Nope. All right, box office numbers. Uh, no surprise, Ocean's 8. Led the way with 41.6, crushing Solo again. Solo is number two, which is, you know what, for everything we said bad about it, the fact that it's still hanging on number two, is it's, it warrants the fact that Star Wars fans are always going to come out. So they got 15.7, edging out Deadpool by just over a million. Deadpool got 14.1. Hereditary opened up to 13.6. If you're into horror movies, people seem to really fucking love that. And Avengers, still in top five. 65, $655 million total. And just about ready to pass Titanic as a uh, all-time grossing. So, good on them. Nice, yeah. right, Dave? Right. I mean, that's impressive. And I think if, if this is the first uh, movie not released in December to break two billion. Yeah, really. So I feel like Titanic. Titanic was in mm-hmm. uh, December. Yep. No shit. So I feel like okay. if this was released then, when more people were off like work and school, and families were together, it might have like beaten that two billion even faster. That's weird. I, I always assumed that the uh, the money makers were in the middle of summer. No, just like blockbusters are, but those are more like action popcorn flicks. Yeah, see, blockbusters to me are the ones that like get all the money. I think that's more recent trend in the last like ten, fifteen years. Okay, I just my my understanding of the word blockbuster has been incorrect yeah. my whole life. I, I mean, I don't know. Could you? But know? I am planning on seeing Hereditary this weekend. Yeah, because you're really into that I, shit, yeah, and that's I like that's the one. Movies, so. Yeah, that's the one genre I got no. I'm like, I'm like Jimmy in that sense with the, with like superhero movies. Me and horror, I don't give Although, a fuck about it, and I'm never. I've heard see it's it. good, but I've also heard there's a scene that rivals the baby being torn apart from mother, which doesn't interest me at all. That just yes. doesn't. That's not a selling point. Yeah, no, me neither. But if it's like, hey, hey you know that that worst scene you could ever possibly imagine in that movie that you hated. It's worse than that. Okay, cool. I'm going to go run out and see it now. Sure. Fair. I, I don't disagree with that. I just think the gruesomeness from that, if it's in a good story and a good movie, then that's fine. It was just the lack of that in Mother, which has caused the bigger problem. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of problems. Mother keeps popping up in our in our podcast. And I, just, I don't like it. Because it's the pinnacle of worst thing we've ever seen. Yeah. We need Jesus to find Christ. a new worst movie ever. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into um, things worth worth mentioning, but not worth discussing. All right, Dave, you want you want yeah. to get off? Did you uh, do you see Vince Vaughn got arrested for DUI and his headshot? It's so clear he doesn't give a fuck. Which I mean, why why would nope. he? He's, he's a millionaire. He's got money for life. I think the bigger question out of this though is why was he even driving in the first place? If you're rich, like I'm not driving anywhere. I'm Ubering or Uber helicoptering everywhere I go. Exactly. No, why would he? All right. Uh, Ariana Grande and SNL's Pete Davidson 
both 24 years old, are engaged after dating for only four weeks. They've probably broken up by the time this has already aired. There's no chances no, less. This does not have a uh, the air of true romance. This is, this is just silly. <laughs> Moving on. Wait, before we move on, you see he also got two tattoos in honor of her already? All right, so they're not going to break up. They're going to kill each other. They're like the craziest. There's going to be murder-suicide. Murder-suicide. But on a follow-up from last week, did you see uh, Roseanne has decided to, or she's offered to forego her rightful profits from a spinoff of the show so that the cast and crew can keep her job, which I think this is, like, good for you. Like, you should do that. But it's also not going to make me forget you're a hateful racist witch. Yeah, and, and don't forget that the reason why they got fired was because of her. Yeah. This is the right thing to do. This isn't like a option. Like, oh, maybe I should do this. No, it, you should fucking yeah. do this. Get, do whatever you can to get the guy in the cam- behind the camera a job again. For sure. All right. Uh, in this week's headline of the week, <laughs> Kesha accused Dr. Luke of raping Katy Perry in a text message to Lady Gaga. That's and just that's a mouthful. All I'm going to yeah. say. That's... I'll say it again. Kesha accused Dr. Luke of raping Katy Perry in a text message to Lady Gaga. Hollywood headline of the week. Yep. And lastly, Kanye Kanye West blindly reaches out to Deadpool movies via Twitter, because Deadpool is a person you can tweet at, (laughs) and graciously says that he will allow the use of his music if they make a sequel. Ryan Reynolds responds by saying that he'll discuss it with Celine Dion, the singer that he actually went out of his way to pursue to hire for the film. Essentially saying, fuck you, Kanye. We don't need you. We're doing just fine without you. Yeah. Although, yeah. if in a Deadpool 3, it's Celine Dion and Kanye West on a song, I could be there for that. Nope, 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 nope. That's like when Kanye teamed up with Paul McCartney and every idiot millennial was like, oh, yeah, Paul McCartney's going to put on the map because of Kanye. Oh, yeah. You fucking Oh, my goodness. God. I, that just reminded me of all the tweets I saw that were like, I don't know who this Paul McCartney guy is, but he's about to blow up because Kanye just introduced him to the world. Yeah. You know that You know that guy who changed music as we know it? Yeah. He just is going to blow up now. <laughs> this is it. This is it. Just because he's a billionaire musician wing, loved worldwide. Wing 2.0 is about to blow up. Jesus Christ. It, people are idiots. <laughs> All right, the main story we should discuss a little bit is uh, Brie Larson says that I do not hate white dudes, but she goes on to clarify that she hates the amount of white dudes that are movie critics. I, yeah. Yeah. She said, basically, she's saying that these these movies that are not made for general middle-aged white men are getting bashed in, 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 in reviews because they're just not meant for them. Like uh, the movie... A Wrinkle uh, in Time. A Wrinkle in Time, that was the main one. And she said that, I don't care about some 40-year-old guy's opinion on it. It just wasn't made for him. It was, it's it's made for the, a, a black woman or interracial or, or bisexual. It's not for you. I see your point. Makes sense. You know, it's, I, I believe, me personally, I believe that the more we should have more critics out there. And you should pay more people to get bigger opinions. Just because I'm white doesn't mean I should be excluded from that. Yeah, no, I, I agree with her main point, too. I think, absolutely. People of any gender, race, color, whatever, should be able to review movies. I disagree with when she's like, oh, because the movie wasn't made for you, you can't review it. Because if nothing had come out and we had to see Book Club, we still would have reviewed it fine. And we acknowledge that there was 
an audience for that. It's just not us. And the problems yeah. from what I've read about A Wrinkle in Time had nothing to do with the plot and story. It was that, like, all technical and acting aspects, it just wasn't a good movie. It was shot poorly. The CGI was fake. They had Reese Witherspoon turn into a flying piece of kale. It's a bad movie. Ooh. It's not because we're really? white. It's just a bad movie. See, I've been avoiding all the stuff about that because I just didn't give a fuck about Wrinkle of Time. Yeah. I was. I would never review it because I know it's just not for me, so it doesn't interest no, me. No. Um, <laughs> flying piece of oh, kale? Yeah. The, the girlfriend really wanted to go. Cinematography. The girlfriend really wanted to go, and I was like, well, let's read reviews first. And I was able to dodge a bullet there. I, I need to... Um, Jimmy's not here to chime in, but he did text us, and I'm going to read his words. He, he highlighted... Um, excerpt from it <clears throat> and he's it says it really sucks that reviews matter she conceded good reviews out of the festivals give small independent films a fighting chance to be bought and seen good reviews help films films gross money good reviews slingshot films into award contenders a good review can change your life it changed mine and jimmy's response to that is preach Bree, preach <laughs> and he's absolutely right no that's that's what should happen i think people should judge movies accordingly and if you don't if you feel as though that you're missing the point don't bash it if you feel as though it's not a good movie and you can't offer any technical backing behind that it just it just didn't feel right don't don't i I think i think negative reviews are bullshit because you obviously miss something positive reviews depending on how glowing they are can help you yeah but I, I think, yeah, well, it's... It, well, it depends. Maybe it there's depends something very artistic. Review, I, once again, you can have a negative review that's completely valid. But you can't yeah. just dismiss all negative reviews as bullshit. No, no, I, I understand that. But I, I'm saying you have to have a good reason behind yes, it. Yes, 100%. You know? So, but like if I say, like, oh, this book club sucks. I mean, who the fuck wants to watch old women talk about sex with, with old people? That, that's a, that's a, a negative review. With no bearing or basis, because I shouldn't be saying that shit, because it's not yeah. for me, and it's it's bashing movie for being something that I didn't wasn't in my taste, yeah. and that's wrong. That's that's what that's what she's saying, and she's saying that there's too many of those. I will say, I think she's getting to be a little bit of a soapbox person, and I'm kind of I got my eye on you, Brie, because I like you a lot, but if you take too many of these uh, these stands, we're gonna have a little bit of issues because she's gonna be the next Benedict Cumberbatch. She's gonna be the if she's not careful, ten. 15 years down the line, she's going to be my next arch enemy that, that replaces Meryl Streep. I can feel oh, it coming. I can see that easily because she's, she's big. Yeah. I feel like it's either going to be her. I'm calling my shot now. It's either her or the actress who plays Dolores. Dolores. From Westworld. Oh, yeah. No, 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 it'd be Brie because Brie's more established than her. I don't know. if uh, I think they're about equal. <clears throat> well, she... Well, Brie has an Academy Award for Best Actress, so I think you should just, you know. Dolores, I don't know the actress. It's Evan, or Rachel Evan Wood. Evan Rachel Wood. Yeah. She's on, like, HBO's most profitable and watched show of all time. Profitable and most watched does not equal standards of quality. And critically acclaimed. Happy? It is also that. Uh, Bubble Guppies is critically acclaimed. Does that make it good? Yes, it does. And I believe Bubble Guppies need an Oscar. Oscar's not guppy yeah. enough. Hashtag. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I will. I will. Before I don't want to go too hard because we're going to say something we're going to regret probably. Oh, yeah. But I am. I am on the record, and it's it's well documented. I am a. 
I I do not see a recognized race. I call I I said one of the girls from Mean Girls was black, and I thought Little Tay was a pretty little white girl when she's in fact Asian. I just don't see race, so I do not take kindly to to kick to Bree thinking that I am. She she profiled me as she she put me in a race box. This is gonna go and great. As a white man, this is this it hurts. And I and now I know the plight. In the, it's just, oh, I don't. Hashtag yeah. you too. I've I've my life is dedicated to not seeing color, and she just threw it in my face as a lie. Come on. Well, we're gonna lose some listeners for that. Remember when I said I didn't want I want to say one more thing before yeah, I said too much. Then you went right over the line. It's called sarcasm, guys. No, that doesn't okay. exist in 2018. I know. Let's get into the trailers that got released this week. All right. Uh, and let's definitely bring it down a notch. Robin Williams, Come Inside My Mind. I'm I'm sad already thinking about this. It looks so good, though. Yep. It looks it looks incredible. Um, I So here's the thing. I used to make fun of people who were upset over celebrity deaths because, like, none of, I was always like, yeah, it's a shame somebody lost their life, but, like, whatever. And then mm-hmm. when Robin Williams died was the first time a celebrity death actually impacted me, and I was legitimately sad for days. I was like, I loved him. I grew up loving him. He had always been on my bucket list to, like, see him perform stand-up, and I never got to. And it just it made me so depressed when he died. Wow. Do you? Well, I'm sorry. Sorry for your well, loss, Dave. Thank you. Fuck you. <laughs> um, no, I, I I know what you mean. I I I always this this one's a little different because he was it was suicide, so it was very very sad. Um, I'm always on the boat of saying like the celebrities who OD themselves to death don't deserve all like the, um, the T's and P's. Like it's it's. They had hard lives, but it's like it's what? preventable if you get help, I, yeah. you know. But but depression is something that's totally different, and you can't help it. It's just it's awful, you know. They they live in they live in this this hellhole of their own brain, and they can't get out. And it's just the saddest in the world. And I feel like more and but more we'll, we're like their comedians are coming out and talking about it, and just comedians in general are depressed as fuck. Yeah, I feel like if you just if you spend your life making other people happy, you just kind of like. You drain yourself of happiness. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, it just seems to be like this. It's a sad clown. Like just, it just. Oh. It's been around forever. Well, that but just made me think of Patch Adams and R.I.P. again, Robin Williams. <laughs> there we go. It looks. It looks fantastic. I love. I love how. Um. I'm not. I love. I'm very interested to see the interview with his son. He's part mm-hmm. of it. I think his daughter's also um, in it. Yeah. No. Just all the the behind the behind the scenes stuff that from from friends friends talking about it. It's not like a journalist going through. It's it's friends talking about this guy's life. So it's, it's, this is basically going to be a two-hour eulogy, and I cannot wait for yeah, it. Yeah, that's going to be great. Uh, and should we move on to something a little more uplifting? Yes. Yes, Bad Times at El Royale. So you, you said you wanted to talk about this, but you didn't have any idea as to what was oh, going yeah, on in the trailer. I, I watched the trailer. I'm very excited for the movie. I love the cast, but it was the perfect example of I don't know what's happening. Shut up and take my money. Like I just want to see it. All right, who's in this cast? Okay, um, I know John Hamm. John is Hamm, in it. Chris Hemsworth, Nick Offerman, Dakota Johnson. Um, yep. Um, Jeff, Jeff Bridges. Bridges. I think he plays the main role in it. Yeah. Well, John, I think it's, John Hamm is the it, protagonist. Yes, he is. And um, basically, they're all in a hotel, El Royale. 
for some reason, part of it is it's in Nevada and the other half is in California, yeah. correct? It's like a line down the middle. I'm sure that comes into it at some point because they made a mention of it, and I hope it's just not a throwaway detail. I mean, I feel like that's cool. like a cool, quirky detail for a hotel. That, it, yeah, but uh, there, that, I think there are laws in Las Vegas that are, legal. you know, yeah, I think I think that's that's the whole base of this because there's shady shit going on in here. It, it, it's observation of people's hotel rooms. There seems to be uh, almost a they can't get out kind of effect. Let me tell you a story about this guy I know. His name was H.H. Holmes. No. Do you know him? H.H. H. Holmes, he's famous for having the uh, the murder hotel. Oh, in Chicago. I do know him. Exactly. That's what yeah. this is. He's also rumored to actually have been Jack the Ripper. That I think that was proven uh, oh, was false. It? That was rumor, but yeah. Uh, the timelines didn't match up, but it was... That would have been awesome, people's, though. People still, yeah, people still still think it is, but that's that's a whole conversation for a different day. But that's basically what this is, uh, the bad times at the El Royale. It's, it's basically just a, a murder hotel. And the, the John Hamm is the protagonist. I think he's the guy who owns it because he's walking around looking into he's, all the windows. He, I know he's is, not the one who owns it. He's playing a vacuum, a traveling vacuum salesman. So I think he stumbled okay, onto so, it. And then, okay, maybe he takes it over. I don't know. But Jeff Bridges is a guy who – which. He he's a priest, and by the end of the trailer, they reveal that he's not a priest. So it's like, thanks for well. They also that show one. you that the trailer. He was a bank robber. Yeah, well, he can be reformed, <laughs> and he's wearing a mask. You don't know if it's, it's actually very clearly Jeff Bridges' face <laughs> and beard. I don't think that's supposed to be yeah. like a spoiler. I think it's he's acting as a priest while he's trying to get away from the police. Yeah, it it looks it looks excellent, and uh, it's. I can't wait to see what yeah. they do with it. I, I think that he is actually – maybe he heard of it. Maybe one of somebody he knows went, went there and never, never came back, and he's like posing as this, this priest to, that will be undetectable, and he's going to kill everyone. I don't know. Cause I, think he, I think it shows in the trailer him shooting somebody I, with the shotgun. I, he's in shadow, so you don't know if it's 100% him, but it did look like him. It was heavier set and, and yeah. everyone else. Other than Nick Offerman, I think it, it could have been him, but body types matched up either Nick Offerman or – uh, yeah, but I also love that Chris Hemsworth is playing like a Manson-esque hippie cult leader. Yes, which, which is that's perfect. He has like five yep. seconds of screen time in the trailer, and he has zero lines, and he's just shirtless with like hippie followers. And I was like, "Yep, that's perfect, Chris Hemsworth role." Exactly. Uh, you you know about um, I mean. I'm going to give a shout-out to another podcast here. Uh, have you ever heard of Stuff You Should Know? I've heard of it. I haven't listened to it. Yeah, no, it's very dry. It's it's very, like, book-on-tape-ish mm-hmm. almost. It's two, like, older guys just talking about really random things. It's fascinating. I, I, I drove up to Boston and back a couple uh, earlier this week, and I had five hours in the car. I crushed their podcast. I learned so much. <laughs> and I, had to listen to a two, I listened to a two-part episode of a uh, of the Manson Family Murders. It's just fascinating, and I recommend, fi- like, listening to it because Manson – the stuff that we know, like boilerplate, the two murders in the house, that's just like the climax. Yeah. The whole buildup of, of his life is just I mean, people forget he was able to do it because of the Beach Boys. That was never actually true. Uh, it was the monkeys. He, he, he auditioned for the Beach Boys. Well, he was friends with he, them. Too. Like, he lived on one of their couches for a few years. No, uh, four months. Oh. And it was never uh, – It was he moved in because he met him – one of his, one of his, um, we're getting severely oh, yeah. off topic, but that's okay. Um, one, one of his uh, 
girls, the, the family member girls. Sister wives. Hooked, yeah, it's sister wives, what do you want to call it? Um, hooked up with the, the, the drummer from the, the Beach Boys. That's what, the drummer for the Beach Boys. And he, uh, he, went to, he left his house because he's like, all right, well, that was fun, guys. You should probably take off. I want to go to work. He came back. All the Mansons were there. And they were doing drugs. And it was like basically just, hey, fuck all these girls. That's cool. We get drugs. He's like, and he's like, you know what? It's probably better to just go with it rather than uh, throw you guys out because it's kind of scary. But it's also kind of cool because they get to have sex with everywhere and drugs everywhere. So it lasted four months before we kicked them out. That kind of sounds awesome. That was... I'm not going to lie. I'm against I mean, cults, but if a cult of hot women moved 60s, into my apartment and was like, hey, let's have orgies every day, I'd probably be okay with It's hard with to say that. no. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, that, that, that's that's Charles Manson. Oh, yeah. We got into that one. So, next trailer, <laughs> back at it, uh, Dumbo. Tim Burton's version of Dumbo is coming out. It's it's not live action, but it's it's one of those realistic uh, digital. Yeah. Kind of like the Jungle Book a few years ago. Yeah. You're not excited about this. No, I don't like how Dumbo looks in it. And also, I just... He looks like an elephant. He looks he like was... a weird CGI elephant, though. His eyes. His eyes well, the creep, whole thing is CGI. Me out. The whole fucking thing I don't is CGI, like Dave. But also, I feel like it was, it's cool that they're doing these Disney movies as live action, but they need to pace them out better. In three months next year, we're getting Lion King, Aladdin, and this. I don't need three Disney live actions in that time. Give me one, and then maybe one in the fall. Dave, you're, you're speaking like a, like a white man critic. They're not for you, Okay. It's for the children. It's for my generation to bring their kids. <laughs> See, yeah, it's not for you. It's for the kids. Fuck that. <laughs> I I do I I I do like it. I see, seeing Dumbo. I haven't seen. I haven't read that book since I was a, like a little kid. I haven't even thought about it. Maybe the cartoon when I was like seven or something mm-hmm. like that. That's it. When I saw Dumbo come out of the haystack with his big ass floppy ears, I'm like, oh. There we go. Nostalgia ripped uh, me back into this one. I, I'm yeah, I mean, I can't knock that. I just don't have that connection to Dumbo, but a few weeks ago, that's exactly what I was saying about Winnie the Pooh. As soon as he came on, he was like, oh, bother, Christopher Robin. I got goosebumps. I was like, all right, I'm here for this. And it's an A-plus Winnie the Pooh voice, Thank by you. the way. I, I think I'm about yep. going professional impersonator. <laughs> you should. You should stand in Times Square with a little costume. You'd oh, nail yeah. It. Um, what was I going to say? Do you think they're going to have the racist birds in this? No. No, don't be ridiculous. Because this isn't like a remake. This is a sequel. It apparently picks up two minutes after the original cartoon movie ends. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. Interesting. So, the racist that birds should be there. Actually. Okay, yeah, maybe they are. Maybe they just, maybe they've... they've uh, who do you, who do you voice cast in? as racist birds? <laughs> oh, man. I want Bill Hader. I do. Ooh, that's good. I was going to go. I, like, I got two. I got Will Smith as one yeah. and Bill Burr as the other. That's extremely different. Oh, yeah. but I, Will Smith, no. I, I Bill Burr, I'll give you. Bill, that's, a, that's a good fit. Will Smith, I don't, cause I don't I think, think so. If I might be misremember, uh, misremembering it, but I think one was always like way more over the top and the other was like kind of just like his buddy. And I feel like Will Smith could play like the more like his buddy, like oh yeah, okay one. 
And Bill Burr would be the yeah. ranting crazy one. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. Can't wait to find out who oh, it yeah. is, though. I'm, I'm going to be upset if they don't have the racist caricatures. Yeah. Just kidding. That's a All joke right, for everyone listening at home. This episode, we, we, we are uh, satirical critics, yeah. guys. Don't take our right. uh, thoughts seriously ever. We need Jimmy. We really do. <laughs> We're off the handles of that. Fuck. It really is not good. All right. Talk about First Man. Okay. So this trailer dropped last week, the day after we recorded, so we couldn't include it. The First Man is Ryan Gosling is playing Neil Armstrong, dealing with his training and prep and the first mission where he walked on the moon, which seems super exciting. Uh, I mean, I feel like Gosling just looks like he was born to play an All-American from, like, the 50s and 60s astronaut. Uh, And I know everyone knows, like, obviously he makes it to the moon and walks on it, but everyone knew what was going to happen to Apollo 13, and yet that's still a great movie and the suspense is still there. Plus, I feel like there's a lot of other details in uh, Armstrong's life that people don't necessarily know. There was uh, when he was piloting the Gemini 8, the thruster got stuck on on when they were trying to come back home, and they almost just died because they flew straight into the Earth. And then on another mission with the LLRV, which is a type of uh, pod he was piloting, it cr- the lunar landing yeah. RV. Cool. Uh, it crazy malfunction. He jettisoned out himself. Apparently, if he had waited 0.1 seconds later, he would have died. So he waited till the last minute to make sure he couldn't save it. And then in real life, I they might not include this in the movie because I feel like this is like real life being so ridiculous people wouldn't believe it. But he just NASA crew came to clean up the crash and he said, "All right," and he wa- went to his office to work and just sat down and went to work in his day job. And like his coworkers later were like, "Wait, you were in a crash?" Because he was just so calm, he just went in and did his job. What was the day I, job? I think it was like at another part of NASA. Like he was just working on other things, but they didn't know that there was a crash that day. Probably filing a report or something yeah. like that. He just went in and started doing okay. paperwork, and people thought he was just like he came in from the morning, like he drove into work. Huh. Which is just banana land. Classic. Classic Gaston. Oh, I, Armstrong. <laughs> completely, completely blanked his name. Yep. Classic Armstrong. Yeah. Cool. I think it looks great. Um, I'm a sucker for anything in the '60s, that that yeah. era, and the, the the tension that was built in in this in this uh, trailer rivaled anything that we saw in Ocean's Eight. Way more, way more than Ocean's Eight. I'm just saying, like the the feeling I got from this mo- this trailer, this two minute trailer, left me more satisfied than Ocean's Eight. I think that's fair. Which goes. Go see our review. Uh, listen to our review on Monday, guys. Sorry. Yeah. Spoiler alert. I didn't like it. <laughs> I'm indifferent. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I, I do think this just looks really well or really good. I like the actor they got playing Buzz Aldrin as well. He's uh, mm-hmm. the bald guy that was in season one of House of Cards and the first Ant-Man. Russo. The guy Ru- Russo. Yeah. Yep. I think he'll be a good Buzz Aldrin. He's a very good like secondary actor and secondary character. And he's he's weird. He's always like one of those um not big characters, character but he's, actor. he's cert- Yeah. I don't know. I, I I'll never forget him from when he had his uh small role in girls. And 
God, we had a, a weird butt sex scene with him that I'll never get on my was brain. Was he the guy that got pegged? Yeah, but he was he was face up. It was very I, weird. I never watched girls. Didn't know didn't know you could do it that way. That was eye opening. Yeah, now it's your favorite position. Yeah. No, <laughs> it's very seeing him and just it, it, it was just all right. Well, this has been a wild episode. Let's let's try and keep it moving. Okay. All right, movies coming out this weekend. Um, the big one, The Incredibles two. That's what we're going to be seeing next week and reviewing next week. Um, I, I mean. I just had nothing more to say other than that this looks. I'm super excited to see this. This was easily my favorite. It's up. It's, it's Toy Story, and this is my favorite. This is Pixar. my favorite Pixar, and this is a rare case where, because normally, like with these animated movies, people don't want sequels. They're like, don't ruin how great the first one was. But people have been like clamoring for this for 14 years now. Well, I mean, Marvel has shown that superhero plays and give the kids their superhero franchise. Do it. Oh, yeah. You know they're going to get the numbers. Oh, for sure. And and they, they're they owned by Disney. So it's all the same, bro. If you want to dip into those uh, writers, just grab them. Uh, I like that they yeah. keep them separate. I'm just saying, like, you yeah. can. If you if you run out of ideas for a superhero movie, go grab a guy and, and tell him you're, you're doing Incredibles now. Uh, yeah, what, is he going to say, no, I don't want to work on one of the greatest animated franchises ever? No, Mr. Disney, I don't want a, more millions of dollars in my pocket. <laughs> All right, what else is coming out this weekend? Uh, tag. I I really want to see this one, but I, I see the value of watching The Incredibles instead. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm still going to see just, it. Just the cast. Oh, me too, obviously, but John Hamm... We got Ed Helms. We got Jeremy Renner. We got the guy from New Girl. Jake I can't remember Johnson. his name right now. Dave, what? Jake, Jake Johnson? Johnson. Jake Johnson. Uh, and then, um, fuck. The black guy's name. Hannibal Burris. Hannibal Burris. Ooh, another uh, racist score against you. Not really. <laughs> I didn't want to. I didn't want to. I know he, he's done much more than just being in Broad City. I just didn't. I didn't want. I didn't want to say the guy no, from I've Broad never City. Seen that either. He's really good in that. So this, I feel like I've said it a bunch. This tonight is monster cast. This is huge. Yeah, whoever's casting these movies, it is movies a true story. Would bravo to them because all the movies coming out lately have phenomenal cast. It's like they're they're trying to build super teams, like, like the uh, NBA, like in basketball. Yeah, it's working. Oh yeah. I don't. Know, but this one, it's I guess it's a true story. Which is just incredible. These group, of, this group of friends, for the past twenty years, they they've been playing tag through the month of May only. Mm-hmm. And I guess uh, this one guy decides he's going to tap out after never being caught, which I think is complete bullshit. You're always caught. Somebody, especially when you're younger, yeah. you're you're never from not. I, cause I I read the actual Wall Street Journal piece on like the real people, and none of them were like never tagged or anything. I think that's the Hollywood. Like, spin on it, but all like the crazy yeah. stuff you see actually happens to them. Where one guy actually did get tagged at his daughter's birth, and another one was tagged at his father's funeral, which is just yep, ruthless. But yeah, I, I could easily see doing that to my best friends for sure. It's oh, worth yeah. it. Uh, yeah, I, I'm gonna. I, I was torn with what to see this week, so I mean, that's that's a must watch. Well, thank God for uh, movie pass. You the other one comes. Yeah, I'm running low on time, though, you know. Newborn running around. <sighs> Different life. 
So uh, the last one coming out this weekend is Gotti with uh, John Travolta, who has Gotti is obviously the story of John Gotti taking over the uh, the mob families of New York, and it's just the, the story of his life. Um, and John Travolta has um, successfully transformed into a mannequin. Yeah, uh, he just looks like a blob in the trailer for this. Like, yeah, like one. Oh, you know what he looks like? One of those Japanese sex robots. Yeah, no, that's a good one. Uh, ugly one. Right. At no point. I mean, I know, I know he he wore makeup to look older, or he wore makeup to to look younger, or a little bit of both. Throughout that trailer, I couldn't peg which one was the real Tron Travolta because they all look terribly fake. Whoever the makeup artist I, on this, because I don't think he looks horrible in real life now. Because that OJ that oh, OJ show from a couple of years ago, he looked fine in. No, because that was a great makeup artist. In real life, uh, he was on, um, not Letterman, but one of the late no. night shows. Uh, he was dancing this week, and I saw him. I was like, Jesus Christ, dude. The top half of your head was glued on. Not just the hair, but like the scalp. Yeah. Well. It's crazy. Then get a better makeup artist for this movie, because. I, th- I think that's where they went wrong. Yeah. Well, and I feel like Travolta is very hit or miss in his acting ability. Yeah. No, he hasn't been good since this. Pulp Fiction. Oh, besides OJ. <laughs> All right, yeah. I, movie, yeah. Movie-wise, I, I agree. Movies, yeah. All right, well, that wraps up Headliners for this week. Thanks for listening. Um, be sure to uh, follow us on Instagram at, at Six Pack Cinema and uh, send us any stories you want us to cover, um, any, any movies you want us to review. Uh, listen for us every Monday. We, we have a different movie review. And, uh, yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Right. Bye. Love you.